is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have my friend Isaac Boots by way of the island of Oahu to the strong island of the Hamptons, sheltering in place, blowing up on Instagram and every other channel. Isaac, welcome to Halo Talks. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Awesome. So I met you two years ago. I was in, uh, I think, Bike 8 in Bryant Park. My fiance was in Bike 7. So we kind of stalked you for a period of time. Thanks for I love it. calling out the uh, fitness police on us. <laughs> us travel. You travel around, take your classes. So what I wanted to talk about here, most of our clients and our, our entire network are people on the business side of fitness. I just want to talk about you as an entrepreneur, you know, talk a little bit about your background going through Broadway and then choreography and then soul cycle. We'll kind of riff from there. Cool. Well, awesome. Let's do it. So far away, give us, uh, take us, take us back to Hawaii to, uh, today. Oh man, it's a, it's a, it's a long tail, but you know, I, I, um, I grew up on Oahu in, in a very sort of conservative, but a uh, very sort of humble family, humble means. And, um, I always say that I, I, I came out, uh, dancing out of the womb, you know? So I always, I was always just sort of an anomaly with my, my family and with my, my, neighborhood and my my school you know i i always felt sort of out of out of place and um i always had a dream of going to new york and becoming a dancer and dancing on broadway and um you know that's my dog he's very he's very vocal davis davis i did my research hey hey hey. welcome to my life dude i love it keep it going Hey, why do you call the dog? What what's the infatuation with davis Davis, by the way he's he's named after betty davis Amazing. Um, yeah, so I uh, I remember just sort of always like feeling like I needed to be in, in New York, you know. So I'm like seven years years old. My goal was how am I going to get there? What do I need to do? What am I good good at? Okay, I love performing. I love dancing. So I better like focus because we don't have money. We don't have coins. Mom is not like sending me to conservatory training. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I mean, to be perfectly frank, I couldn't even afford dance dance lessons. I would just watch like Madonna videos and try to copy her. You know, li- literally, that's how I sure. learned how to how to dance. And then in literally. high school, we had a free dance program, and I just immersed my, myself in it. And I would stay in the, the the studio for hours and hours and hours, and just like perfect it, perfect it, perfect it. And I uh, saved up money, and I bought a one way ticket to New York the morning after high school graduation nice. um did had like 100 bucks and um lived illegally on my good friend's dormitory floor he he went to NYU he oh, was wow. a sophomore i i believe and i literally lived on the floor of his dorm at 7th 7th and avenue b and auditioned and danced and went to steps dance studio and, and and scrubbed their bathroom floors and worked their counter so I could take dance for, for free. Uh-huh. And, and six months to a year after, after that, thankfully and luckily I booked my first show and I was on Broadway for 10 years, show to show. I mean, I had no break. I did eight shows a, a week. And I always say that I went to college on Broadway, you know? Right. And, um, the reason I say this is because I created Torch when I was in West Side Story on Broadway. Um, I was always sort of like, I never sort of rested on my laurels. And I think it's because of where I came from. You know, I never had a safety net. Mm-hmm. So I always felt like, you know, I, I have to 
stay on top of this and I have to sort of reinvent myself and use what I've created up until this point to get to the next, right? And initially I, I created Torch for me because I didn't have time to go to the gym, to run in the park, to take all, all the classes that mm-hmm. I wanted to because um, it was a really visceral show. It was a really challenging show, you know? And um, I was in the theater all day, all, all night. So I created a 45-minute to an hour flow of targeted reps and, and body resistance that I knew I could do anywhere, in a trailer, in a dressing room, at the, the theater, wherever. And uh, I used to do it an hour before the show on the Palace Theater stage with my little boombox playing my Madonna playlist. Nice. And slowly but surely, <laughs> the rest of the cast started joining. So like there would be like 50 people from the cast, all the sharks and the jets and... Maria and, and Anita and we uh, we would all sort of do it and then I was I found my, myself instructing them and like calling out cues and 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 I got this bug and I realized you know what this is I love love this when West Side Story closed I immediately started choreographing for pop stars and I moved out to L A and I found myself in that starting rehearsal with whoever I was working with, with the, the dancers and the star themselves. I would start with like a 20 minute torch because I knew as a performer, as a dancer, that it got you ready for it. It kept you lean, kept you fit and at your optimum performance. Do, 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 most, do, do most shows, if, if there is a lot of choreography, is there a, a, you know, a standard like 20 or 30 minute, you know, stretching and, and almost like a pre-workout or is that kind of everyone just kind of just stretches a little on their own? You know, I mean, yeah. look, most people sort of just stretch on their their own and pray to God and just like go, to, you know, like jump <laughs> right in. But I was coming from Broadway, and LA is very different from New York. Broadway mm-hmm. dancers are very different from LA dancers. It, neither is better. It's a different beast. I came from a New York theater sensibility, and so um, preparing together. And warming up together and having that sort of rhythm is just what I, I knew and what mm-hmm. I believed in. And so I sort of brought that with, with me and it worked. And, and I, again, I found, oh, wait, this is really what's taking off. Right. This is what actually has some sort of like fire in, in me. And I came back, back to New York and I, um, in L.A. And when I got back to, to New York around 2014, 2015, I started working with, with high, high profile clients and using torch, you know, like using my, my method, which is sort of unconventional and it's, it's grown, you know? And I think because I work with people in, in the either film industry or the music industry or the theater industry, the idea of going, going to a gym is really not an option for a lot of people. So I, um, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Do you mind so, getting distracted? Because everyone is, was really quiet throughout the entire day. And then as soon as I start my interview, everyone's talking. <laughs> That's totally fine. You got to block that out because you're a professional, right? Exactly. But, no, but you're also human. So let me ask you this question. Yes. Now that you're doing the tor- torched workout, you've got all these celebrities and, and people in different industries that have massive followings. It's almost like you're like the nucleus and then everyone else is like an electron going out and just like promoting this, which really you started out because of your personal needs and frustration now is actually becoming a cure for other people. Uh, you know, um, thank you for saying that. What's really interesting about it. And I think what's really special about it is because 
I created it for me. So right. there's like, there's this raw sort of authenticity um, of me showing up every day at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on my Instagram Live. It's like, I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for them. I'm doing it for No Kid Hungry. And it's, 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 it's every, everything that I, I believe in. The, the interesting thing, and, and we see a lot of business plans, people come in and say, hey, I'm going to do this studio and it's got aerial yoga in a refrigerated you know, space with the EDM music, you know, so people come up with all these ideas. And what I find is that the best programs are ones that have a DNA to it, where there's actually an individual, uh, we're invested with a company, Andrea Rogers in, in Extendbar, and she basically was kind of doing Pilates and kind of got a little bored with it because she was really a Disney dancer and basically fused the two because she needed that. And she felt like that was her rhythm. And then I created a, a program. So you basically started this on your own and now it's taking off into a brand and into a business. So talk yeah. about how you, you're like the accidental entrepreneur in effect, right? In a good way. That's yeah, really accidental that's, entrepreneur. I love that. Yeah. Well, you can use it. I mean, I haven't trademarked it yet, but I might. I love that. Seven. No. Anyway, so you're the accidental entrepreneur. So you're sitting and you, and you actually, all of your clientele and all these people that you do shout outs to have agents, they got managers, they got marketing people. So it's almost like you're becoming your clients, but you're still Isaac Boots. Yeah. With a dog That's named Davis. That's really just you. And you're just trying to get your energy to the world, but you're actually a business person now. Yeah. So what do you do about it? You know, that's, that's, that's been the, the topic for the past few weeks. It's been, it has blown up in such a way that is really exciting, a little bit overwhelming. You know, I mean, sure. I don't have a publicist. Right, I don't yeah. have a PR team, you know, and I'm, I'm getting DMs from, from the New York Times and, and, and every major publication to have interviews and this and pro profiles and la la la. And so my training in working with celebrities for years and being in the room with the conversations and seeing right. their interviews and being on, on press tours with, with them did prepare me for it. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'm aware of the verbiage and, and, and how to navigate it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So um, it's interesting as you as an entrepreneur, you know, most people have a business plan and they kind of sequentially grow it. And they say, hey, we've made some money. Let's hire a director of marketing. Hey, next thing you know, our financials are getting a little more complicated. Let's get a VP of finance. So now you're sitting here sheltering in place. you got a business that kind of blew up, not because you actually wanted it to, because other people wanted it to. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about what to do, and we've been talking about this a lot, my, my, my partner, David here, you know, you, we got, you only have a certain amount of energy per day. Everyone has a finite amount of energy. Yeah. Now, you're dedicating all your energy to your creativity and like in, enhancing this community. At the same time, you know, maybe how could we or how can other people or maybe ask for help from some people in your network to say, hey, look, I, I started out doing workouts and torch because I love you and you love what I'm doing. And now I got a business. And maybe it's not for me to start asking for help. <laughs> you know what's interesting about that is... I do work with a lot of people who, who care about me, you know, yeah. and the interesting thing about my private clientele that I've built over the past 10 years pre this sort of boom is they're all people who are in my life outside of training now. 
you know? Sure. So I'm getting a lot of great, great advice. I'm getting a lot of, a lot of, um, um, people offering to, to help in that, that way, you know? Good. So now it's, it's about creating the, the team at the moment. I'm, I'm liking this sort of raw organic way that I'm handling everything mm-hmm. just because it goes with, with the ethos of why I started this. So it just right. feels correct. You know, like no one's trying to sell me. No one's trying to like bar- barter deals, you know? Good. Um, but it is, the team is being sorted because, Good. Good. because um, as I'm developing my, my app and pushing it out within the next three, three months, it's going to have to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, that's awesome. So let me ask you a question. While you're at SoulCycle, why, or if you, if you taught at other boutique studios ever, one of the things that comes up a lot with health club owners and boutique fitness owners, whether they're, you know, an orange theory or a club Pilates or, you know, a switch playground, whatever it is, like there's always this balance between how important is a studio and how important is the instructor. And if I'm the owner of a studio, I kind of want to, if I was soul cycle, yeah, I want to put you on a calendar, but I don't know if, do I want to put your face in the window? You know, I don't know if I want you to be more important than me. So I guess the question for you is, when you were working at SoulCycle or if you ever worked in another studio, like besides money, what are some of the things that we could tell our clients who are listening right now to say, hey, if you've got a rock star instructor who's basically responsible for two or 300 members, that basically their connectivity to your club is because of this rock star instructor, what are some of the things that resonate with you or that were important to you when you worked for someone else? I think that... It's a great question. Okay. And it's a tricky answer. I know. I know it's tricky. It's Be careful. Answer. I don't want to piss anybody off either. I just want no. to understand like your hierarchy of needs. No, here's, here's the deal. What I think is that if you put yourself in a position to be working for a company that is not your name and you sign that contract, you're going to have to deal with the fact that your face is not going to be on the side of the building. And even if you are selling out classes and bringing in major clientele and posting on your social and pushing and pushing, ultimately the star is the company. Right. In my experience, Mm -hmm. which is why I always had torched bubbling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like when I was Broadway, when I was on, on Broadway, I was thinking about choreographing. When I was choreographing, I was thinking about torch. You always have to have something Bubbling. You can get great experience working for another com- company. You can work on dedication and um, relationships with people who come to your your class. It's it's a great learning ground, I th- I think, and it's a steady pay paycheck. And there's insurance, and you know there are many many perks. But um, you know when it when it comes to wanting to create your own thing and 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 being passionate about it and being clear clear about it, you have to be ready to take the risk of leaving the safety net of a company like that. Right. And you left how many months ago? I left um, Labor Day last year, actually. Okay. A torch gotcha. was actually be- beginning to, to take up a lot of my, my, my time, you know? Gotcha. And um, so I, I needed to focus. Understood. So talk about, the, um, talk about the charity, No Kid Hungry, and how you're getting a lot of donations for that and, and what attracted you to that. Where does the where does the where's the food go? It's a charity that's always meant a lot to me. I think because of my 
background and the idea of of a child not knowing where their next meal is coming from is a pretty abysmal and horrifying notion to me mm-hmm. um, not, a, not not only in our country but the world and so um, as I saw torched build from 100 viewers the first day to over a thousand by the end of the week with people from Guatemala to Portugal to France to Australia to to- Tokyo Toronto yeah. all over the US I thought to myself okay, how do I maximize this? How do I amplify this viewership nice. in this crazy time where people are like losing their, their jobs, they're un- uncertain, people are sick, people are dying. It's not good. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to collaborate. I want to collaborate with No No Kid Hungry because I, I care about them, and hopefully, maybe I can. My initial goal. I was like, hopefully, maybe we can raise like a thousand bucks. I know that fifty dollars um, is something like. A hundred meals or something like like that. Right, I'm, yeah, not, so. I'm, not, I'm not specifically sure, but something like like that. And I announced it, and within 20 minutes we had over two grand, and then within two days we had over ten thousand dollars. Well, I just checked. I mean, you're at two thirty eight five ninety five. I think as of now, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, we're we're almost at two hundred forty thousand. Yeah, yeah. So I was close. I'm a math guy. What are you talking about? It's it's kind of amazing. It's pretty close to two forty, bud. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'll round up. I'll make a donation after this as well. Thank you, baby. You Let's got feed it, them kids. Let's feed them kids. Feed them up. Feed them up. But you know, feed. but here's here's the thing about No, no Kid Hungry too, yeah. is that, you know, people who are donating, do, donating to my specific link, it goes directly to no, no Kid Hungry. What No Kid Hungry does, yes, of course, it's the meals. It's the actual food. But it's also the preparation to people who work for the charity. It's buying the, the masks, the gloves the mm. delivery service it's very layered and it takes Perfect. a lot of money you know what i mean and True. so um i i wanted to leave this pan- pandemic really with not not only helping people's bodies and spirits and me- mental health and lifting their asses but show that we we can actually leave and leave a positive imp- imprint on people who really need it yeah so obviously the shelter in place is going to end uh, where are you going to be doing torched after this? I mean, it seems like you got a nice little area in, in East Hampton and that's where you're supposed to be for the summer anyway. So, yeah, you know, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I, I've spent every summer out here for years. And so yeah. that's why I, I came out here because I was like, look, I came out here like the, the middle of March. And, uh, because usually I come out here at the end of April anyway. And so I, I brought my dogs out here and I just thought it was just like the right thing to do. And, as far as as far as the future of when this pandemic ends, who really knows what that'll even look like? We don't know. Yeah. Are people gonna, are people ready to go into a group environment? Are people ready to pack in the 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 people into one one room? You know. So, I think that I mean this the virtual life is is maybe here for good. It's here, yeah. baby. Because yeah. look here here here's the thing. In East Hampton or in New York or in LA, tops, even if like tops, I can get 70 people in into a huge room, 40 people tops in a regular size size room. I'm training, I mean, over 20,000 people are doing my my daily torch from all over the world. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, Maybe what you should say when some investor or some friend says, Hey Isaac, let's open up a studio. You'd be like, I can't fit everybody. So it's, I, I mean, unless you want to, unless you want to take over the Barclays Center, like it's just not, it's not my, it's not the right business move. 
that was my the theme. Why, why am I paying rent to some guy in East Hampton or in New York City? When, it's a shift. Yeah. It's a think, real I shift. Think, I think you have to say, I can't accommodate everyone. I don't want to leave anybody out. Ergo, I'm staying virtual. How's that? You know, I mean, you know, I, I definitely, I, I, I was already sort of event based with Torch. You know, I would, I would be flown out to um, do events at Art Basel and Coachella and you know really? Oscar Week, la la la. Nice. But I think that will be more of a thing. So it'll be more of a virtual thing, and then events. You know, right. I feel like that's more of a kind of like Ariana Grande or something. Madonna, something like that, or Madonna. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I agree. Um, hey man, it's great to see you again. I'm Thank glad you. we had this chance to uh, to connect. I, I love, love your that. authenticity and, and keep the DNA of Isaac because that's what works and I love the energy. So uh, in closing here, you want to just give a, a riff on the website and the uh, and the Instagram for uh, No Kid Hungry and for Torch? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I Every day, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I, I offer Torch 45 minutes to an hour. Um, on my Instagram, Isaac Boots, I-S-A-A-C-B-O-O-T-S. And my website is www.isaacboots.com. And there are direct links to our goal for No Kid Hungry. Awesome. All right, man, keep up the great work. Awesome to reconnect with you. We're going to get this fast-tracked. And uh, thanks for doing everything you're doing, man. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. This is Pete Moore. As you know, I am a big believer in personal development. I got a time-saving opportunity here for you, recommending Dan Millman's Four Purposes of Life. Go to audible.com forward slash Halo Talks. You want to register there, get a free audio book. It's $14.95 a month thereafter, giving you things that I do to make myself better and hopefully it makes you better. Go Halo. Let's play to win.